welcome to the Vineyard Cincinnati podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast. What's going on, church? How y'all doing? All right, all right. If you're now just joining us or you haven't been here in a while, we're in this study of Ephesians entitled Walk His Way. Walk His Way, where we're wrestling with a few questions. Um, One of the questions is, are we walking His way or are we walking the world's way? And if we're walking the world's way and following the course set for the world, how can we about face and walk the course set of heaven? You know, how, how can we um, walk in such a way where we look more and more and more like Jesus in a culture that's looking more and more like the prince of the power of the air, a.k.a. the enemy, right? How, how can we do that? How can we look more like the culture of heaven and less like the culture of this world? And we've been journeying through the six-chapter book, Ephesians, together. Last week, we reviewed chapter four and If you didn't see the message, Beth spoke, she killed it. Go check it out. Uh, And she uh, broke down kind of and invited us to to know that we are able to put off old clothes and put on new, put on the new. And this week, I want to continue this Pauline thought. I want to continue this thought process as Paul in Ephesians 5 shows us more granular how how to walk in love. What are these things, y'all, we're supposed to be putting off specifically? And what are these things we're supposed to be, what are we supposed to be putting on, right? What are those things? Because you know what, just because we say we're Christian doesn't mean that we're done making progress in the sanctification process. What's that mean, sanctification, Clay? Well, it's a big churchy word. It's a $5 word. Um, basically means the purification journey, okay? Your purification journey to look more unto the Lord or more holy or set apart. And as a result thereof, there are some things that shed off and there are some things that are put on, right? So, being a Christian isn't just something we say we are. Being a Christian, it, it requires obedience unto something we do, too. So how do we walk, y'all? What does love look like? Because love looks like something. It looks like something. What does love look like? There are answers in Ephesians 5. So let's journey through the script. Let's journey through Paul's letter. Uh, to the church in Ephesus and look at how we as sons and daughters are to walk in love. Let's pray and we'll get it in. Ah, Lord. Wow. We bless you. We're so thankful. Thankful for you. Thankful for what you're doing in our lives, Lord, in our hearts, how you're stirring, Lord. I pray that this word is a word from you, Lord. So, Lord, I pray that you, you open our eyes, open our hearts, so that we can see what you want us to see, hear what you want us to hear, perceive how you want us to perceive for your glory in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. amen. If you have your Bibles, your phones, turn, click, 
with me to Ephesians 5. We're going to be in Ephesians 5, 1 through 20. We're going to be camping out there for the rest of our time today. When you get there, you'll notice that there's kind of this A, B, A, B, C pattern flow in Ephesians 5. A, B, A, B, C pattern. What do I mean by that? Well, you see that there's A, there's an identity statement. He, he, he wants us, Paul wants the church in Ephesus to know who they are. So there's an identity statement. Our identity in Christ is out there. And then from their identity statement, then it flows to the fruit of walking out our identity. As a result of knowing who we are, y'all, there's fruit to our walk. It looks like something. And then he goes back to our identity, makes another bold declarative statement, and bam, there's fruit. There's fruit to walking this identity out and then see there's a how. How does this thing come all together? There's a secret sauce that he's going to reveal. And let's go ahead and dig into the text. Um, So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and click there. Turn there. The first verse out gate, it reads this. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Okay, so out gate, we see the first word it says, therefore. So we all know when we see therefore, we want to know what it's there for, right? And so we want to go ahead and pull to know what that means, know what it's there for. We got to go ahead and pull a reverse and look at the verse before. That reverse, 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 reverse. I just offended the, the religious spirit just now. Okay, so, so you go to the reverse script, and, and, and you know, Ephesians 4, last verse of that chapter, what's it say? It pretty much surmises to say, hey, we've been forgiven, therefore we must forgive. This is not just some cool thing to do. This is not just something that is a, uh, you can forgive if you want. No, 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 no. It says this. It says, just as God in Christ forgave, we must forgive one another. So if we are forgiven and we are free from the bondage, the tyranny of sin and can live alive to God, And if we are in Christ and Christ is in us, then we can get this, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Y'all, we are beloved children. That's who we are. And we can walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. And because Christ gave himself up for us, And because he loved us, we too can give ourselves up to him and love him. And as a result, check it, a fragrant offering. We can be a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Church, are we catching this? Okay, so he starts out gay. Like, yo, we need to wake up 
and understand who we are. We need to get our identity in us. Paul is sending a strong reminder, a strong impromptu to know who you are. Who you are. Who are you? Who, what's your identity in Christ? Now, we throw out this term in Christ a lot. If you're in Christ, if you're in Christ here, what does that even mean? Okay, let me liken it to uh, the story in the OT, in the Old Testament, where Noah and his fam were asked to build an ark. Most of y'all know the story. They were trying to build the ark. The world, they were laughing at them. The world were kind of, you know, were rebuking them and, and, and scoffing at them, sneering at them, like, yo, what are y'all doing? But they made the first cruise ship known to man, right? All the animals came up in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that was crazy. You know, gopher wood and all that, right? They, they put that thing together, and they were in the ark. Once the flood came, they were safe in the ark. Everyone else who was scoffing, sneering, and all that, they were not safe. There was impending doom, whether they knew it or not. They thought they were living pretty. Nah, they weren't. So fast forward, in Christ, you can liken it to the ark because the ark was a type Christ, a picture of Jesus. Everyone in the ark was safe. Everyone in Christ is safe. And in Christ, you are a son. In Christ, you are a daughter. In Christ, you are righteous. In Christ, you are set free. In Christ, you are set free from the tyranny of sin. In Christ, if you are in Christ and he is in you and you are in him, but everybody else out here outside of Christ is not safe. There is impending doom. Okay. So we're in Christ. And Paul is saying, y'all, we got to have a firm understanding of who we are before we can make gains to start walking his way. We got to make gains, y'all. But before y'all start making gains, just for the sake of making gains, y'all got to understand who you are. And he puts that identity out there. Now let's talk about what this walk actually looks like. Are y'all ready? Verse three, here we go. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be even named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are all out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Such a timely word. Paul is is out here illustrating specifically what we're supposed to take off. Get that out of here. And what we're supposed to put on. We got a new fit. We got that new new. And, what, and what's he talking about taking off? You know, all the sexual immorality and all the impurity, the porn watching, the soft porn, the, 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 the whatever the case may be, the, the, the impurity, maybe engage, you probably be people, people engaging in sexual affairs. Back in Euphasis, they were all about the orgies, all about the sex parties, all about the, you know, the sex, this, sex, that, all that. You know what I mean? Paul's like, nah, that, that shouldn't even be named among you. Take it off. Shake it off. 
shake it off. I feel like, you know, my Taylor Swift vibes going on. Okay, I don't even know the words. Anyway, take it off. Take off that stuff and oh yeah, don't talk like the world. Get the filth grime out your mouth. Get it all out. Why? Take it off. Why? He doesn't just leave it there to take off what we need to take off. He also says what we need to put on. What do we need to put on? Thanksgiving, y'all. He says, put on Thanksgiving. God, thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my husband. I'm not married to a guy. Okay, listen, am I just saying, thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my singleness. Thank you for my purity. Thank you, Lord, for being there for me when I needed it most. Thank you, Lord. I can thank you. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you, Lord. You are amazing. He blesses us with every spiritual blessing, y'all. And now listen, I'm probably stepping on some toes, or I'm probably done stepped on your foot by now. There are probably most of y'all, some of y'all at least in this room, who need to repent from some of these things. The sexual immoral, more immoral ways and impure ways. And man, some of us are probably having relationships right now that you cannot justify. I'm not saying it's the call out. I'm saying it's the call up. I'm saying it's the call up. There are way too many Christian brothers and sisters that got, got through sexual scandals. And Paul is saying, y'all, y'all should have took that off a long time ago. Take it off and put on. Thank, be thankful for what he's doing for you right now. Stop with the covetousness. You don't, we don't need to covet. It, that's a bad look for a Christian. Why? Because that's not our fit anymore. We have a new fit in the kingdom of heaven, and it's called thankfulness. It's called thankfulness. Let's keep it going. I told y'all I was going to get a little hot in her. It's getting hot in her. <laughs> Let's keep going. In the next, the next section, it gets even more real. It outlines sobering reasons why we don't walk in the world ways, in the worldly way. Verse 5, check it out. For you may be sure, someone say sure. That's that, that right, right there. That's a dart right there to my heart right there. Woo. You may be sure of this, that everyone, someone say everyone, everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an adulterer, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. This is sobering. This just serve as a conviction and a check to our spirit. You know what I mean? This, is, this should be a wake-up call for everybody. Me. Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. What's empty words? Empty words are like imaginations, like conjured up things, like things that people say and, 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 and do and, and narratives and, and these, these fascinations that don't hold up to the truth. What's the truth? The gospel. Jesus. That's the truth. Don't hold up to the truth. Empty words. For, and, he, and, he, and Paul, check this out. Paul is saying, let no one deceive you. Not even me. 
not even Matt, not even the leadership of this house, deceive you. Woe was me if I'm deceiving you. Check it out. It says, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons and daughters of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. Now, can we talk about wrath for a second? It got quiet in here. It's in the book. It's in the book. We cannot just skirt from wrath. Some things I want to say about that. Two things. One, wrath is very real. The wrath of God is real. Okay? Second thing I want to say about that. Both camps need to be awakened to that the wrath of God. People in Christ and outside of Christ. Let's, let's start with the outside of Christ peeps, okay? Because I, I got to say that for the people outside of Christ that don't know Jesus, the wrath of God is inevitable. I was just talking to this with my kids on the way out here. The wrath of the God is inevitable. Everyone is getting the wrath of God if you do not know him, period. Flip side, people in him, good news, we don't need to be worried about the wrath of God. We don't have to live in fear of the wrath of God. Why? What's it say in Romans? Romans 5, 9, since therefore we have now been justified, just if I have never sinned, by his blood. Someone say his blood. Thank God for your blood. Much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Someone, said, someone should have said amen like five different times by now. Hallelujah, holla back. We are safe, y'all. We are safe. We are in there. Like, never mind. We are in there. We are in there. We, we, listen, holla back. We, this should create, y'all, not only a comfort when we're in him, but this should create an urgency for them. This should create an urgency like, yo, who, who can I go and help snatch from the fires of hell? Who can I go and help snatch from the wrath of God? They just don't know. They don't know. This should create an urgency. But praise God, the good news does not. It's good news for a reason. Good news is good news for a reason because it doesn't leave it at the gloom and doom for people in Christ. And Paul, he, he goes there. And he also in the next verse, follows up with another identity statement. So the next A. So A, B, and there's next, next identity statement here. It says this, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Check this out for the fruit of light, for the fruit of your walk, for the fruit of this thing, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Oh my goodness. Listen, at one time you were dark. Listen, I, I, I was dark. I was, I was darkity dark. You know what I mean? I, listen, I was walking in such darkness that I'd be spitting you who, okay? Listen, I was dark. But now your boy is light. 
He came into the darkness while I was at my dark time and my dark hour and now converted your boy and now I'm walking as a children of the light, a child of God, y'all. Listen, that's where we were. Everyone here was dark, walking around in darkness, bumping into people who else, we all, we all were blind and now we're walking as children of the light. Okay, so in the Lord, we are light. Because Jesus is the light of life. He's the light of the world, right? And if we're in him, we too can get our shine on. We too can shine like children of the light, rulers of the day. We walk in light. This is another powerful reminder of who we are. Who we are. We are light in the Lord. So therefore, check out the fruit. Check out the fruit. There was an identity statement. Now here's the fruit. Therefore, take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. Now here goes another biblical but. But instead, expose them. Paul doesn't mean to expose the sins of the world and and expose the sins of everyone you meet. He's not saying that. He's not saying to go out and just go ahead and shine your light so you can go ahead and bring condemnation on everyone else and hit people upside the head with the scripture. No, he's not saying that. How do you know, Clay? Well, there's a companion verse in John 3, 20 and 21. Let's read this. It says, this is, this, these are red scripts, like red script Jesus's words. Check this out. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light so that his or her deeds will not be exposed. But the one who practices the truth comes to the light so that his or her deeds will be revealed as having been performed in God. Listen, he, Paul is saying here, rather than try to expose people, no, shine so bright that the world will see that every nook and cranny and crevice in our own life is illuminated so we're living pure before man. We're living pure before man. And others will see that purity and like, yo, I want some. Hey, 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 you look attractive for the kingdom. Hey, I like your light. What's behind all that? I love uh, uh, Louis, Brand- uh, yeah, Louis Brandeis, his quote, the late Supreme Court justice he made back in the day. Check out what he says. He says, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Now, the context of this quote is fascinating. He's saying that if a man's actions or woman's actions was already, always in the broad daylight, was always fully exposed, then they would live pure. Think about it. Your your actions, everything you do is always in the light all the time. It would purify a man or a woman. And I like to flip the script. I like to change the U to an O. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. It's tempting y'all to go hide. 
It's tempting y'all to just hide our pain, hide our trauma, hide our wounds, hide in the shadows and just, you know, I'm I'm good, I'm good. I'm going to just, you know, chill here or allow the enemy to keep shadows or things in secret, right? And eventually we're putting on works of darkness. We're putting on the clothes of darkness or, or we're, we're allowing these this shadows, these areas we don't want to be in the light to dim our lights, to dim our lights in such a way that we don't know how to shine anymore. But God, but God, he, he wants us to come out to the light, y'all. Why? Because the light heals. Why? Because the light reveals. Because the light restores. He wants us to come out to the light. Why? Because that's who you are. You are not a child of darkness anymore. You are a child of the light. So walk like it. Talk like it. Be it. Own it. We are children of the light. Rulers of the day. That's who we are. The light exposes and the light illuminates the way. Your word is a light unto my feet and a light unto my path. I can do nothing but follow the light when I know that I'm a child of God, child of the light. But thank thank God he doesn't leave us there anymore. Look, let's look up some more, look up some more biblical buts, ands, etc. Check it out. Verse 15, look carefully then how you walk. Examine, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is is. We, y'all, have the ability to take off these clothes of unwise and foolish behavior, take it off, but not just take it off, but we can put on, put on wise, put on knowledge of the Lord. We can put on the discernment of the Lord, the will of the Lord. Remember 12, Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed by the ways of the world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind that we know that we can discern the perfect will of God for our life. We, when we abide with God, when we walk with God, when we union with him, when we spend time with him, we begin to think like him. Why? Because we have the mind of Christ and we can know his perfect will for our life. Last verse I want to look at, it brings this thing all together. It's the last biblical but. And I believe it's one of the most important ones. Ephesians 5.18, get this. And do not get drunk with wine. Or in a 2023 context, I can hear Paul saying, yo, don't get high off the Maui Wowie. Don't get high off the Mary Jane. I know it's legal. It's not always profitable. 
Don't get drunk with wine or high on the Maui Waui, for that is debauchery. That will ruin your life. But, you ready for it? But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. There's no high like the Most High. Be filled with the Spirit. This is the secret sauce right here. This is the how. This is that C I was telling you all about. This is the how. This is the how we can do this stuff and be successful in putting all this thing together. Listen, without the help of Holy Spirit, we would be a hot mess trying to do the things we want to do but don't have the power to do. And the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing and all this and that. And if you find yourself in that tension, you find yourself in that tug of war, stop it and be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit so we can be empowered to walk His way. Empowered. We must rely on the Spirit to walk His way. And when we rely on the Spirit, when we get filled in the Spirit, we're prompted to be reminded of who we are. And when we understand who we are, we can understand more and more of how to walk in the way of love. And when we're walking in the way of love, we have more and more light that's penetrating, that's illuminating us. You know, I'm still still shedding things, y'all. I'm still shedding things. Your boy was in this dark, dark hour. Your boy was darkity dark. But now, but, but I'm miles away from where that boy used to be where that guy used to be, miles away. I'm in the light, but I'm still shedding. I'm still taking things, you know, out of my life. Like, ah, oh, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. That's not good. That's not good. But I'm still putting on as well, too. I'm putting on more. And it starts with being filled. So here's my action. Here's my action step. It's this. Let's read Ephesians 5. Today, when you get home, tomorrow, this week. Get in Ephesians 5. Glean. Eat it. Eat the Word. Meditate on the Word. Get it in us. I mean, I've seen patterns. Maybe you see another pattern. Whatever that is, just lean into it. And then my second step is to pray. Pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit. I dare you to pray for the infilling of the Spirit. And then eventually you'll say to yourself, well, man, I'm starting to walk. I'm starting to talk. I'm starting to behave differently. I'm starting to walk in the way of love. Like, oh, okay, I'm starting to shine now. I'm starting to do things differently. Oh, people are coming to Christ because of my life now. Oh, be, oh, okay, Lord, let's go. And then you'll realize that you are on the greatest journey you can ever be on because you're in him. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We thank you. Man, you're amazing. You're more than enough. And we bless you. We pray that, Father, as... We are filled. We, we stay filled. To, and we also are prompted to know who we are. And as a result of knowing who we are, knowing how to walk. For your name's sake, in Jesus' name. And the church said amen.
All right, let's go ahead and get, let's get down with some worship. Get down with the get down. I'll be back up for ministry. Let's stand together and worship.
Jesus, you are our rock, our cornerstone, high within our hearts, high within our minds. High within our hearts, Lord. High within our minds, Lord. Make us aware of your presence.
that's you, I'm inviting you for prayer. Ministry team, why don't you guys go ahead and make your way up. So the first call, repentance. I believe that's a strong call right now in this moment over this house. Second, salvation. I believe that there's some people here right now who, you know, you kind of don't even know how you got here. But you're here. You're hearing the word. You want to know, you want to know if you're in Jesus. Today is the day of salvation for you. Do not leave here. In fact, security, lock the doors. <laughs> Someone really shut the door too. Uh, don't leave here without knowing that you know that you know. If you've been in the world of darkness, just walking that path, walking that fine line, then you know what chances are you probably not. Let's make that work today. Uh, mystery words are on the, coming up on the screen. Uh, if that resonates, anything resonates up there for you, come up and get prayer. We'd love to minister. We'd love the Holy Spirit to minister. And if you cannot see the screen, that means that you need to come up here too. We'll pray for your eyes. Come up. We'll bless you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you've done. What you're doing. And you're awakening hearts to even more life. How you're reminding us that we are children of the light, rulers of the day. What does that mean? How can I illuminate, Lord God, alongside you? Reflect your light, reflect your majesty in me and walk your way to walk in the way of love. So, Lord, we, we pray that as a result of being filled with the Spirit, it can remind us, remind us of these truths, who we are, how to walk, who we are, how to walk. Jesus' name, that we're convicted easy. We pray, Father, for, for, for easy convictions of our righteousness to call us up, not out, to call us up. In Jesus' name, for your glory. In the church, said, amen. 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 God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Come up to get prayer. Otherwise, see you when I see you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. To subscribe to our podcast or listen to other messages, go to vineyardcincinnati.com slash podcast.